0: Hey everybody, it's Friday and welcome to the show. How you doing, Denise?
1: I'm great. I'm great today. Yep. I am so glad I love casual Fridays. Yep. We it, kick it back. Is. We it just is. kick back and drink a cup of coffee. Talk about things that's happened during the week and Yeah, what a know, big week, man. What a big week. Crazy
0: week, man. It's been a lot of things happening. We tried to cover all that we could. Well, I think we've done a decent job of it, and thank you for listening all week to us. Let's kind of do a little weekly roundup of what we had this week, man, because it's been big. First thing and most important thing in our book is that, once again, Donald Trump has shown everybody that he is the nominee for the Republican
1: Party this year. Yes, he has. Donald Trump wins the Virgin Islands and Nevada caucuses. The New York Times called the race for Trump with a jaw-dropping 97.6% of the vote with just 1% of precincts reporting.
0: And and that was early, early, too, man, with just 1%. But then, what, Decision Desk was one that, that called it at 99.3%? Yes. Yeah.
1: He's on to South Carolina now.
0: That's important, too, yeah. I wonder how many times he's got to just go in here and annihilate people before they go, okay.
1: Yeah, before Nikki finally says, hey, I'm yeah. done. You know what? I think she is going to dog him every step of the way. Oh,
0: yeah. Like you know? a Karen.
1: Yeah, but but yep. it's not working. No one is paying attention to her. <laughs> she is all over X, making fun of old people. Well, she's a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah, she, and, she and you is. know
0: her game. I, I accused her this morning on Twitter. I told her, I said, I you know, why are you running for president? I told her deep down, I think it's because you want to be the first woman And the first woman of color to be president. Because she likes to call herself a woman of color. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Golly,
0: she's she's as as big a joke as the rest of them.
1: Yeah, she is. But, you know, she's going to lose. She is. She's not going to be there for much longer. She's just a distraction. Just like everything else is a distraction at this point. And speaking of distractions... What do y'all think about this disastrous border bill that we had talked about on Monday when we started the week? And I I just have to say, I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud of the MAGA posse. We stood in the breach. We called our senators and made our voices heard. I want to congratulate everybody, including us. That done their part. That done their part. Be informed. Be engaged. That's it. That's what we do. And, you know, they're finally listening because that border bill would have devastated the United States.
0: Yes, it would have.
1: And Schumer keeps coming out and saying it's bipartisan. This is what they're going to run on. Just going to let you know they're going to run on the Republicans shot down a bipartisan bill for the border. They already started running on it. So we need yep. to keep our, keep our voices loud about this. Cause they're going to try to, they're going to try to cram it through somewhere in something, whether it be an omnibus or something. So let's just keep our ears to the, to the grind and call if we need. That's what we do. That's
0: the only way they understand how serious we are. Yeah. Yep. Hey, and, and we're just rolling along here with our recap. So that was Monday. Well, Monday afternoon, we went to a meet-and-greet in Nacogdoches, Texas, at the Fredonia Hotel and Convention Center. Uh, it was a meet-and-greet for our governor, Greg Abbott, who was endorsing a candidate for District 11, which was Joanne Schaffner. She's running against Travis Clardy up there in District 11. Uh, big election there, especially where school choice is concerned.
1: Yeah, that's a really big thing on the ballot this year in Texas, so... If you're interested in school choice, vote for Joanne Schaffner because she is going to help us get that.
0: And what was it, Wednesday, I guess it was. Wednesday we focused on the RNC and Ronna McDaniel, all the drama with her. President Trump had came out with a statement saying that that she was going to be stepping down. And then not only her, but, I mean, Jesse Waters reported it, a couple others It got out in the news that she was going to be leaving, along with her... um, The one under her, Mike Watley. Mike Watley. You know, he was going to be resigning, and she was going to be leaving, and then 48 hours later, she come out with a statement saying she isn't, so we still don't know anything about that.
1: Right. She said something about (laughs) no decision will be made till after South Carolina. So everything is, is basing it on South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, so what I don't understand is why they keep saying South Carolina. Do they think Nikki's going to win South Carolina and then Nikki's going to be like, we want to keep our Ronna McDaniel? Or does she think Donald Trump is going to (laughs) win South Carolina and then Donald Trump's all of a sudden going to say, well, look what Ronna did for me.
0: Look, I, I I think the only thing that Ronna is hoping and that Nikki is hoping is that Nikki loses by less than. 40 points, and and <laughs> Ronnie can claim moral victory. I think that's the only thing that she can look for.
1: See, and that's what I've been trying to figure out. What is she doing? Yeah. I mean, she, she says she's out raising money, but...
0: Well, her and Nikki both, and Nikki's out there raising money, but she's raising it where she can get it, which is on the Democrat side. So, I mean, to, to me, she's, as the old saying goes, she shot herself in the foot already. Yeah. You know, which i called this a long time ago back over a year ago i called this i told you i said watch them push nikki haley and And sure enough sure enough and you know my only reason was is because she is probably the most absurd candidate you could have ran in this
1: race i'm i'm just you know and the thing is she's moldable she's moldable to what they want
0: and she's a shill for the military industrial complex
1: and and that's what they want they want someone that can you know, do it the way they want it done. Yep. But haven't they figured out yet that the people are just not into it no more? They don't care. They're not into you. They, they, they don't, don't like you. They
0: don't care. They
1: don't, they don't want care. old establishment. The old establishment is gone. Exactly.
0: Well, then right now, the old establishment that's still left in there, uh, Glitch McConnell and Schumer and Did people, you call him Glitch, Glitch McConnell? Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's, him.
1: That's funny, Peanut
0: yeah well i got that from somebody else i didn't come up with that i'm oh. not that original
1: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but my point with that is it, she's part of that old guard man yes she is. she's part of the mcconnells and the schumers and and all of those guys she's part of that old guard she's part of that bush neocon mindset and we've been past that a long time ago
1: yes we have president trump changed the whole makeup of the republican party
0: well he showed us what we really what's really really important and, and what our priorities should be but moving on talking about the big the big week in the news that we had yesterday had to be the biggest day of the week oh my gosh it was huge we had the tucker putin interview which we're gonna speak just for a few seconds on that today we're gonna do anyway go ahead (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's totally fine because we are excited that the tucker interview happened we did talk about it going to happen earlier in our shows so we are going to give bring you a more of an analysis on about, this. Uh, regarding this on monday we have recorded it we're going to research it and we're going to be looking at narratives yeah that are out there in the media that and the conservative media and liberal media, um, and then we're going to bring you what we think, and what our analysis is. And
0: exactly, and we're going to bring you what Putin said in contrast to what these narratives are, and hopefully, because I believe that a lot of the narratives that they got out there are going to crumble. I They're going to fall, man. They are going to fall. And this is going to be great to watch, man. It's going to be great to see how they battle It's going to be, gonna be great
1: to be a part yeah. of this, yep. because this is historical. Yep, and so we're, we we want to spend really a, a lot of time researching yep. this well, before we bring it out.
0: And 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 here's something really cool with this too. Just to think about this is how scared that the media and the government is about their narratives crushing.
1: Oh yeah, they, oh yeah.
0: I mean, here we go. This is how scared they are. In my opinion, what I seen happen last yesterday if, afternoon. When they put Biden out there on stage, the statement that he gave yesterday and the actions that he showed shows us that they're willing to throw him out there now, throw him under the bus.
1: And well, I wonder sometimes if it's throw him under the bus or try to upstage President Trump. Good point. I mean, Joe Biden is always, he always does this. Anything President Trump is in the news, because there was one more thing I wanted to mention. That was happening yesterday that we did not talk about and that was the supreme court the supreme court came out yesterday and heard heard the arguments about president trump being on the ballot then all of a sudden joe biden has to like always try to upstage trump this is what i'm talking about special counsel robert hurr came out with his findings on biden's document case and finds his memory loss is too bad to proceed with charges hey don't believe me it's right here in this filing i'm going to read it to you this is from uh robert hers um it's a little piece of his filing i'm getting it from the oversight committee on their ex they posted it yesterday and it says in his interview with our memory was worse he did not remember when he was vice president in the interview when his term ended in quotes it says If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began in 2009, am I still vice president? Is what he said. It's in quotes. He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact, Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Trump. So right here, Robert Herr is telling you they're not going to prosecute because his memory is just bad, you know, and he goes through all of that. But if you don't believe that, why don't you listen to Steve Miller? He's going to tell you. He's on Jesse Waters last night. Listen to what he has to say.
2: Any random inmate, drug dealer, murderer, anybody there, and they will be more mentally capable than the president of the United States of America. It is a very low bar to be ruled mentally fit for trial. That very low bar, the most retirees in most retirement communities all across the country can meet. The president of the United States does not meet. When they talk about diminished faculties, those are phrases you hear in a hospice care setting when they're explaining to the children of the patient why grandpa is biting the care workers. That's how bad this is, Jesse. That's the president of the United States. And he certainly, as Mark said, did not lay any concerns when he thinks the president of Egypt is the president of Mexico. He went on TV, live tonight, and talked about opening up humanitarian gateways from Mexico to the Gaza Strip. Do you know how demented and deranged that sounds? A man shouted angrily reporters, accosted them, screamed at them, and then he said, oh, let's talk about the president of Mexico, El Sisi, and our plan for Gaza relief. This is a PR catastrophe for the White House, but it is a national security catastrophe, Jesse, for the United States. of.
1: There you go. Stephen Miller speaks truth he, right there.
0: He does. He says what every one of us has been thinking all along. My question is, why now? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is to upstage President Trump to keep his news that- of the Supreme Court truly leaning toward him in his case of keeping him on or off the ballots. They know that if he's kept on the ballot, that's a big loss for them.
1: Yes, it is. Because President Trump at this point could win every state, you know, and if they don't get him off some of these states, then they're they're not going to come back to power and it's going to be a long time before the democrats ever see power again because the people are over it they're,
0: they're and 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 I believe they're going to back away from this too because of the fact that they they should realize that the moment you take him off of that ballot and it happens then that sets precedent to take Joe Biden off the ballot and not because of the 25th amendment but because of this criminal activity that he's been involved in
1: And since you brought that up, this is another thing. Another reason why I do believe they've come out now is what you just said. He is a criminal and they're going to impeach Joe Biden. They're looking into impeaching him. The committee has been working diligently on his case. And now they're saying that they're not I mean, if they're not going to even charge him for the mishandling of documents which they are charging president trump for in florida mm-hmm. you know because cl- he's an old man and he can't remember anything listen to the absurdity of that he gets a free
0: pass i don't know why i gathered all this up i'm just a crazy old man i don't even remember doing it that's their defense how many people have you ever known that would get a that would get a ruling yeah. to be incompetent
1: Well, and not what they're coming out with now. There was an article written yesterday in the Washington Examiner, examiner, and it's documented that Biden's memory loss dates back to 2015. So now they're coming out and saying that he has had mental problems since 2015, but they put him up to be president of the United States of America.
0: Here, here's my thinking on why they, they brought it up all the way back to 2015. Because now the video that he has out of him calling for the firing of the prosecutor in Ukraine.
1: Now there's going to be say he didn't have mental capacity to do that. Exactly. That is a great point yep. that you just made. I mean, and since it goes back, because it says here President Joe Biden has apparently been suffering substantial memory loss for nearly a decade a new report from special prosecutor Robert Hur has documented in his report about the president mishandling classified information Herr gave repeated ex- repeated examples of the president's forgetfulness even on some of the most significant episodes in his life and it goes on to say for example he said that Biden, in interviews, could not recall when he was vice president, when Assumbo died, which we read all this to you, or even when his allies in government were. The report has prompted calls on analysis of Biden's mental condition, and some have suggested that he be sidelined under the 25th Amendment.
0: So he can't remember what he'd done, but he w- he remembered to be able to tell the story, sitting there in front of everybody about Getting yes. the, get the prosecutor fired.
1: Yeah. This is just the the 25th Amendment. You know, I think we should call for the 25th Amendment, too. I think that we, as Americans, should have done it a long time ago because we knew that he was having issues. But, you know, on the other side of things, I have discussed many times the fact that I just think he's faking it. Well. I mean, I really have been watching this fella and he doesn't I mean, sometimes he's like all there and sometimes all of a sudden he's an angry old demented man, but it comes at a time when they want to change a narrative.
0: Right. Okay. And that was kind of my point too, why I I see this and I see what they're doing. I here's kind of my thinking on it. I think the twenty fifth amendment using it right now ain't a good strategy. Because- Well, look, I mean, there isn't very much time left in his- Exactly, exactly. So if I'm the Republican side and we start voting the 25th Amendment, him, or we start voting to impeach him now, guess what i do? I 180 on you and go, no, we're going to keep him in there now. You guys got to deal with him. You've had him this long, you keep him.
1: Yeah. Well, there's already rumors that he is going to end up not running And they haven't had a primary so far. See, no one's primary, Joe Biden, they haven't allowed it. They haven't allowed a primary. So there's going to be nobody to go up against whoever they bring forward. Yeah. So if they bring Kamala Harris forward, she's going to go and they're going to do the exact same thing they did with Biden. They're going to hide her in the basement. She's going to be running for president. And she's going to be the all end of everything that I am. And, gonna,
0: and they'll create chaos and bring mm-hmm. back mail in votes yep. and they'll steal the election just like they did four years ago.
1: Right. They have a plan. This yeah. is a plan that they are and they want us to bring up the 25th Amendment. Yeah. they. I, I believe that they want us to.
0: That's kind of where I was going with that earlier is, is a, you know, it. If I'm Mike Johnson, I'm calling for every Republican to vote against 25th Amendment in him, if amendmenting is a word. (laughs) Well, let's move on.
1: Let's see here. What do we have next? You know, we have a lot of opinions, but this is kind of funny. We were reading this um, tweet it's from the Free Press. Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. We recommend that you read them. They are... Oh,
0: Nellie Bowles. I'm sorry.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's, it's from the Nellie Bowles um, newsletter, the TGIF yep. newsletter. And it says, in quotes, she says, When I was pregnant, I forgot words all the time. I threw the dog's leashes in the garbage and put my phone in the fridge. But I was not president. And I'm afraid Joe Biden is not pregnant. <laughs> 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 then she has down here, say it ain't, Joe. Say yeah. it ain't.
0: They're, you know the the Democrat Party is so scared right now, and they understand the 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 bad spot that they're in that they're willing to take this guy, not give him his meds yesterday. Wait till the sundowners kick in, throw him out there in front of in a, in front of a microphone for all the world to see, and let him just stumble and fail. Man, that's
1: <laughs> yeah. We got a little I clip mean, too <clears throat> of Joe Biden, and it's very small, but it tells you exactly. So listen here. I did not
2: share it with your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter, I did not. That. Guarantee you did not. But the what special counsel uh, said point he point it. No, I did not then. say that. Okay. okay. He did but not say but that. Mr. President, but one other he, other let, let he, me okay, answer your you question. You. The fact of the matter is, what I didn't want repeated, I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama, why we should not be in this, in Afghanistan. And I was of uh, this uh, multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified. I should have said it was should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what he's referring to. It was not classified information
1: in that document.
0: So, f- so for somebody that doesn't remember even
1: See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Right there. Yeah. I mean, he comes out in one second. I mean, of course, he's angry. He's angry about this. Yeah. You know, period. He really wants to run <laughs> for president again. And they're like, sewing him away. Throwing him under the bus, Throwing man. Him that's him what they the bus, done to him. That, that's what they do. But sometimes I think he's going along with that.
0: Sure he is. Because he don't want to be convicted. Yeah. He does not want to be convicted.
1: Yeah, they have that over him. This is why he goes along with everything they say. But they're going to say, they're going to go all the way back to the laptop and all of everything that he did. I've even seen something already starting where, oh, but he didn't know what he was doing when his son was doing this to him. His son was doing this to him. They're going to throw Hunter under the bus.
0: Yeah, they're going to do everything they can. And that brings us to the subject of. The narratives going to be mm-hmm. out there. And what's so cool in the Putin and Tucker interview was the fact that a lot of these narratives, Putin debunked a lot of them. Not so much debunked them, but he answered them. And he gave us pretty much what we've all kind of sat back and went, yeah, that really sounds
1: more like what's truly happening. I know. It makes you sit back and go, hmm, What's really crazy is he talks about how our mainstream media is just really propagandist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and here's a little section from his interview last night and that's what he's talking about. The ridiculousness of a lot of what the narratives are here. Here's one of the things. States need this? What for? Thousands of miles away from your national territory.
1: Don't you have anything
0: better to do? Talking about Ukraine. You have issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt, more than 33 trillion dollars. You have nothing better to do, so you should fight in Ukraine? Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with Russia, make an agreement, already understanding the situation that is developing today? realizing that Russia will fight for its interests to the end? And realizing this, actually return to common sense, start respecting our country and its interests and look for certain solutions? It seems to me that this is much smarter and So there you have what Putin said. Why are we fooling in Ukraine? He's looking at the US going, why are you fooling around in Ukraine? You've got your own problems to take care of. You've got your border to take care of. You've got your economy over here that's crumbling. You've got a lot of issues sitting right here in your home that you need to be taking care of. Kind of sounds like an America
1: First candidate, doesn't he? He kind of does. You know, that's exactly what we continue to say.
0: The narratives are going to crumble next week. I just feel it, man. The narratives are going to start crumbling.
1: That's why it's so quiet today.
0: Is this thing working? rise up well hey everybody that's it for today thanks for listening and I hope you've enjoyed the show hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities you know we couldn't do this without your continued support either we appreciate all of you showing up taking the time to listen to us today so please like I say make sure to hit the like button share our show with all your friends We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there, Denise. And we'll see you next time.
1: We're out. (laughs)